The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to Friday Night Live with me, Hafi Shaban, on this uh, lovely Friday afternoon on the 28th of September corresponding to the 17th of Muharram 1440. Inshallah as always we're broadcasting live to Luton on 105.1 FM Inspire FM and also broadcasting live to our sister stations up and down the country in Sheffield, Peterborough, Derby, Nottingham and nationally and internationally via the Inspire FM app. And also broadcasting live on the Inspire FM website, so you can listen to us or watch us uh, from our website, Inspire FM website, and also Facebook live stream. So plenty of ways to tune in and listen and watch what's going on in the studio, inshallah ta'ala. Most importantly, we like to hear from you, our listeners. Most important. You need to contribute, you need to get involved with the discussion with today's debate. 01582 01582 is the number you need to know. And if you are one of those who likes to text message or WhatsApp, as long as it's safe for you, 0779 481822. 0779 481822. And I bet you you will want to SMS and WhatsApp today because we've got a action packed show, a lot to debate, a lot to discuss, and we want to get in your thoughts and your and, and your feedback and your views as far as possible your thoughts your opinions as always count so get in touch don't stay silent 01582 is the number in the studio whatsapp 0779481822 and as i said watch live on facebook via inspire fm luton you are with me hafi shaban a reminder this is friday night live and i am your host this evening so what's up and what's happening this evening? What, are we, what have we got lined up for you this evening? We're going to be leading with the story number one in terms of China. China Am- Amnesty International has issued a new report in which it says that China must end systematic oppression against the Muslims in Xinjiang. Right? So China must end systematic oppression against Muslims in Xinjiang and you ought to know what's happening in Xinjiang. Right? China has been detaining right internment of predominantly Muslim ethnic groups in the Xinjiang re- region of China and this has been intensifying since 2017 March 2017 apparently when a new regulation on de-extremification was adopted in the region right what does that mean it means if you are growing a beard you're wearing a headscarf you're praying you're fasting then you're considered an extremist according to the Chinese authorities and we're going to be discussing this and debating this and finding out what's happening in China and what's prompted this you ought to stay in touch you ought to listen in tune in and see what's happening in China we're going to be speaking to some experts from Beijing and also from Newcastle University 
a lecturer in Chinese studies. That's our lead story. Our second story that we're going to be discussing and we're going to be covering is knife crime, right? So knife crime, you know, you would have heard a fantastic show last week by Abdul Akbar. A lot of panelists, a lot of guests, we were discussing knife crime and we were discussing, you know, general gang violence in the region and in Luton in particular. And we're going to be, dis- there was a seminar yesterday locally here in Dalarod Community Centre where a lot of the parts of the community got together to discuss knife crime and some of the solutions were explored and some of the initiatives were explored in terms of some of the youth coming together an outreach program where they're engaging and reaching out to the youth and we're going to be speaking to the lecturer yesterday the, the, the brother who led the discussion the workshop yesterday brother Waqar who's going to be here in the studio explaining what are some of the solutions that they're exploring and they're going to be sharing some ideas with our listeners and if you're listening from Sheffield Nottingham Derby Peterborough you may want to you may want to be, pay, pay some attention you may, you may want to listen attentively because some of these ideas may well be relevant and good ideas for your neighborhood so stay tuned in to that discussion in the second half an hour of the first hour of the show with brother Waqar as we explore knife crime solutions explored and finally we're going to be discussing another report yeah another report but also another important report these reports are fairly important reports and we do want to get your feedback we do want to get your thoughts and we do want to share this information with you because it's important that you're aware of what's happening around the world well this is more closer to home and this is cage the ngo the ngo cage that have issued a report uh, talking about or titled separating families how prevent the government anti-extremism strategy prevent seeks the removal of children right so that's gonna that's what we're gonna be discussing in the latter part of the show so those are the three lineups for today i'm your host hafi shaban and this is friday night live Right, so let's swiftly move on to our lead story. Our lead story is a is a is a rather disturbing one, unfortunately, but it is a, a reality and is something that we need to share with our listeners, make them privy, make them aware of what's been happening in the Xinjiang region of China. Right, this is the north. East or is it the northwest? Uh, let me just get my facts right. Northwest uh, uh, region of China, where the Chinese authorities have systematically been, you know, interning right the internment of predominantly Muslim ethnic groups in that region under the classification of you right or under the uh, or under the pretext of the, under regulation of de extremist uh, de extremification. It's almost a, a tongue twister in its own right. And we're going to be speaking to some experts and we're going to be speaking to if i have it correct here dr joanne smith uh, who's a senior lecturer in the chinese studies in newcastle university and we're going to be speaking to ben dooley a journalist based in beijing uh, i believe i have dr joanne smith with me on the line uh, dr dr joanne uh, welcome to friday night Live. hi good evening it's, it's joanne smith finley uh, d- uh thank you very much dr joanne smith finley correct Yes, that's right. Thank you very much. A senior, a senior lecturer in Chinese studies at Newcastle University. Yes, that's correct. Fantastic. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Right, so I've got the report in front of me here. Amnesty International, China must end systematic oppression against Muslims in Xinjiang. Dr. John, what's going on in the Xinjiang region? Well, um, the Chinese state over the last couple of years in particular has launched what it calls a people's war on terror. 
Um, and this has happened since Chen Chuen Guo, the former Chinese Communist Party Secretary for Tibet, was transferred into Xinjiang in August 2016 um, with a mission of taming the region. Um, and the region has long been a contested political territory. Mm. Um, so this forms part of a securitization drive um, following the 2009 riots in the regional capital Urumqi. Right. Right. Okay. So you you, talk, you were saying that this region has been a a historical uh, kind of a disputed territory, right? Just give us some context, so, so, uh, to our listeners, in terms of what is the background of this uh, this region. Absolutely. Um, well, the Chinese state claims that Xinjiang is its sovereign territory, and it has been so since the Han Dynasty, so for thousands of years. Right. Um, this idea is contested, though, by the locals. Mm. Um, and Xinjiang was only incorporated into China as a province in 1884, so the official history is very short. And Chinese people only began migrating there in large numbers after 1949. Mm. So just before 1949, Uyghurs and other locals, including other local Muslims, set up two independent states. And one was the Turkish Islamic Republic of East Turkestan in 1933-34. And the second one was the East Turkestan Republic in 1944-49. Right. Okay, and uh, currently, in terms of, uh, of, of course, I mean, there's been reports for for a number of years now, as you as you mentioned and as you've highlighted to our, to our listeners. Uh, I mean, in terms of on the ground itself, are we are we seeing full now Chinese control over those regions currently, or is it is there still some kind of semi autonomy within 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 those territories? No, there's, there's no autonomy within Xinjiang at all currently. Right. Um, there's a very, very heavy securitization regime mm. um, since 2009, but particularly since 2016, since Chen Chuenguo arrived. Right. Um, and part of that, the, the, the most terrific element of that in the last couple of years has been the mass extrajudicial internment, um, as you mentioned earlier, of, of hundreds of thousands thousands of Uyghur and Kazakh Muslims in what the state calls political re-education centers. Now, this is a euphemism. What these are are essentially they they are internment camps, and Mm. some people have even called them concentration camps. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, mean, they look like concentration camps from from the pictures that I've seen. I mean, it's horrific. I mean, this is the kind of imagery that, you know, brings back those, you know, those uh, horrible, you know, uh, memories of, you know, almost, you know, Nazi Germany, to, to be honest with you. Yes, some some people have compared this with mm. with with the Nazi period, um, and there are concerns. Um, oh. There are there are growing concerns among the scholarly community and and others that mm. um, that there might you know over the potential even for for mass killings within the camps. Mm. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, if there's no policing and there's no independent, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, bodies allowed to to come in and, and see the conditions of those camps, see what's mm-hmm. actually going on in there, and, and 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 I guess that's precisely the point here in terms of amnesty and the report that they've issued to to mm-hmm. highlight this particular point. But are you finding? I mean, of course, you're, you're the expert in in in, the, in Chinese studies, uh, Dr. Joan. I, I mean, what are you finding in terms of the the world and America and, and European nations? Is, 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 is there much discussion, much debate? I mean, you mentioned within the scholarly camps, but what about within the political camps? Well, um, awareness is growing, political awareness and, and um, 
public awareness is growing about the human rights abuses that are taking place in Xinjiang at the moment. Mm. Um, the investigative media, um, among them Ben Dooley, who you're going to talk to in a moment, yeah. uh, and others, um, they have been doing uh, an excellent job of getting into the region and getting out snippets of information about the camps. Right. Right. The scholars, I, I've just been in myself. I was into Xinjiang for three weeks in June, July. Um, I'm now writing up my my um, observations from that time. So the scholars are we're, we are doing our best to to hold um, you know roundtable events and seminars and so on and and trying to raise public awareness. Um, and there is also a group called the Concerned Scholars of Xinjiang who are. Um, currently lobbying various political organizations like the United Nations, mm. like the American government, like the European Parliament, for mm. example, and so on, um, and working closely with uh, Human Rights Watch in particular and, and other org human rights organizations and NGOs to try mm. to try to get some pressure put on, on, on the Chinese government uh, over what it's doing. Mm. And there have, there have been some results because now, finally, over the last couple of weeks, the Chinese government has admitted that the camps exist. Mm. Uh, and previously, the Chinese authorities were blanket denying the right. existence of these places. <laughs> right, right. Okay, that, that, I guess that's an achievement. I, I think we may have doc, uh, we may have Ben Dooley uh, mm -hmm. on the line. Uh, ben, ben are, are you with us? No, it looks like we're the the calls dropped again. Oh, all right, so so if I if I if I may continue, Doctor Joanne, yeah. uh, that um, I mean, okay, some progress, even though it's little, but at least some progress in, in that respect. I'm I'm, I'm also re uh, reading. I mean, in terms of that particular region, of course, China, the China's got a strong economic, strategic, foreign policy goals, and and that region is very important from from that perspective too. Uh, yeah. Can you just shed some light? I mean, in terms of, I mean, there's there's a a normal kind of a, a theory that flares, flares up straight away amongst uh, many minds, which is okay. There must be natural ga gas, oil, and mm -hmm. it must be uh, you know yeah. another one of these you know political uh, economic kind of you know ca campaigns by these multinationals and these foreign powers. Is mm -hmm. there any truth to that in this region? And on what is it, is there more to it than just political control for China of this particular region? Um, no. <laughs> Certainly, China has a strong economic interest uh, in this region. Um, for decades, it has been very interested in the oil and the natural gas deposits, in mineral uh, and um, gold deposits, jade deposits, and, and so on that are in the region. Mm. Um, and more recently, over the last couple of years, uh, last few years, China is now looking to... Um, expand across the region with a new Silk Road project called the Belt and Road Initiative, or yeah. One Belt, One Road. Right. And basically it's wanting to build an economic channel straight through Xinjiang, through to, through to the Middle East and on and onto Europe. Um, and so... Physically, in China, li li in literally, China, I, are we talking about a literal road that just, you know, this is the former Silk Road, that uh, route of the yeah, Silk Road, Yeah, it's, right? it's a modern-day Silk Road, right, and, and right. they have plans for a modern-day maritime Silk Route as well, um, mm. a sea route, but this would mm. be the overland route. Mm. Um, and, you know, this is, this is expected to connect China, Chinese trade 
with um, you know multiple countries um, along the way, so through Central Asia and through to mm. the Middle East and on and on to Europe. Mm. Um, because of this huge plan, this huge economic dream, if you like, as mm. as part of the China dream, um, the central government is extremely. Um, Concern, keen yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah, maintain yeah. stability, to maintain mm. stability, social stability in the region. Yeah. Um, but the problem it has, the problem it has is that it, over decades of economic development in Xinjiang, it has failed to successfully mm. um, include the Uyghurs in, in the, yeah. the fruit, fruits of economic development. Right. And... Right now, basically, they're trying to build, it seems to me, they're trying to build a, the Belt and Road Initiative through, through Xinjiang, mm. whilst pretend, almost whilst pretending Uyghur people are not there. Mm. So um, right. their only interest at the moment seems to be to securitize them yeah, yeah, and yeah. to um, pacify them so mm. that they can carry out their economic projects. Mm. I, I mean, is that predominant in your view, Dr. John? Is, is that as a result of the fact that that the, the 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 people of those regions, i.e., the Muslim community, have really held on to their own, you know, identity and not really adopted, you know, uh, communism uh, and, and you know the communist uh, communist mantra, uh, and and therefore are very distinct and and, and different. And and the Chinese see that as a threat. Is is, is that the reason, or is it the fact that just purely so. that they're sitting in a, a very strategic economic yeah. region, and yeah. that in itself, uh, you know, and the fact that they're they're very distinct and 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 they're not actually upholding the identity and the ideology yeah. of the state therefore it's yeah. a potential threat and, and that needs to be pacified is, is it, how, how do you read it i think it's more the latter i, I think i think they're, they're seen as sitting in a, in a economically strategic position um area geographic area right. um and they have historically for 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 a long time been been um rest restive restless if yes. you like within yes. within the chinese borders yes. they don't many of them don't want to be part of china yeah. um and mm-hmm. in recent decades they have not benefited from the yeah. economic development in right. xinjiang so yeah. resentment has grown yeah okay um, uh, and the han, the han chinese migrants who've come into xinjiang they have benefited most from from the development um and that has led to a lot of um local resentment Right. Okay. And um, particularly after the 2009 Urumqi riots in Xinjiang, right. the state clamped down very, very heavily on religion, right. uh, on Islam, and it yes. began it began some practices of very intrusive religious policing. So, for example, state police, Chinese police, and security were going into people people's private homes and ripping off women's headscarves, for right. instance, right. and right. forcing men to shave off their long beards, right. and right. so on. Okay, fine. And this. This led to a lot of local violence. Right, right, right. And then in, then in turn, the state says, look how violent these people are. We yeah. have to securitize them. We have to yes. pacify yes. them. Yes, yes. Okay, Dr. Joanne uh, Smith-Finley, thank you very much for joining us this evening. I, I've got Ben Dooley, so I just want to give the last uh, few minutes of, of this half an hour to Ben Dooley and, and a couple of questions. But thank you very much, Dr. Joanne Smith-Finley from uh, Newcastle University for joining us this evening. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, ben Dooley, uh, am I correct? Are you with me on, on the line at the moment? Ben, can you hear me? 
Yes. Hi, hi, Ben Judy. Yes, hi. Th- thank you very yes. much for joining us this evening fr- on Friday Night Live. Uh, journalist based in Beijing, Thanks obviously, must be m- must be very difficult. Thank you very much for joining us. I mean, and tell us. I mean, of course, there's been this report and concerns with regards to the the plight of these, uh, you know, thousands of Muslims that have been, you know, interned and and uh, locked up. Uh, tell us what's going on, on on the ground and and some of your inve- and what you've kind of, you know, you've come up with through your investigative journalism, uh, Ben. Uh, sure. So uh, it's it's not thousands of Muslims. It's it's hundreds of thousands um, mm. throughout Xinjiang, um, primarily in the southern region, which is uh, as you, you probably have discussed already, predominantly Uyghur. Uh, Uyghurs, a, a mostly Sunni Muslim uh, minority group in China. There are about 11 million Uyghurs living here uh, currently. And uh, yeah, they've, uh, the Chinese government has set up this network of re-education centers. Mm. Uh, they don't actually call them re-education centers. They call them educational transformation centers. Mm. Uh, they're across Xinjiang. Um, yeah. They started building them about 2014. Right. And uh, the construction really picked up in uh, 2017, uh, in the spring of 2017. But, but Ben, let, let, me, let me ask you, what yep. have you been able to you know, ascertain? Uh, what's actually going on in, in, in these camps? Um, well, you know, there are actually a lot of government documents explaining what's going on in these camps mm. online. Um, they don't, you know, of course, get into the, the details, uh, the sorts of um, accounts that you hear from survivors, but uh, they give a pretty general sense of what's happening. Mm. And um, the, the, the basic idea is they have this thing they call the three studies, and the three studies are studying uh, in, in this order, and the order is, is important. Um, the Chinese language, Mandarin, uh, because of course the Uyghurs uh, speak their own language, and many of them, uh, when you travel to the region, don't don't speak Mandarin. And part of the kind of project of incorporating right. them further into the the Chinese nation is to teach them Mandarin. Right. Um, the second one is, is teaching them communist propaganda. Yes. Um, so things like, um, you know, yes, how great yes, the sir. party is, how much yes, it benefits yes, yes, them, how exactly. fair it is, yeah, yeah, how yeah. it's yeah developed the economy. Yeah. And then the third one is uh, job skills, although there's, there's some controversy. I mean, the government claims it's teaching people job skills, but uh, there's not really much evidence that that's right, actually right. happening. I, I, um, you, you now, know, ben, ben, earlier you were referring to almost in the survivors of the camp. I mean, that, that's quite drastic, isn't it? I mean, if this is supposed to be some kind of a, uh, an educational kind of a camp, right, which of, of, from the pictures that I've seen, it looks like more like a concentration camp to, to me, right? I mean, it, it's not surprising that you're actually using the word survivors. It's not as if graduates are coming out of those camps, but it's survivors, you know, that have met, man, you know, what, 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 what is the bigger picture? I mean, people are going into those camps and literally being locked up, you know, obviously, you know, separated from their families for years on end or months on end. What's what what, mm-hmm. what 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 what's the bigger picture? Mm-hmm. It's 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 quite difficult to say. Um, no. There's no access to to these camps, of course. Um, mm. We have accounts from people who have come out, uh, primarily from from Kazakhstan. Right. They're they're also uh, in addition to Uyghurs, they're also Kazakhs living uh, in in the region. Yeah. And um, they describe, you know, some of these people claim they've been tortured, um, yeah. uh, there are people dying in these centers, although there's no indication that that those deaths are, are intentional. Um, mm. They're probably, I think, just a consequence of overcrowding and, and probably uh, fairly 
poor prison conditions. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, these these are prisons. Uh, there's really uh, and no is there, is there torture? Is there that. evidence of torture? Is there evidence of brutality? Is there evidence of physical, you know, abuse? You know, or, or, I mean, the fact that they've been separated from them from their families, their family have got no idea, no communication channels, no legal representation. I mean, mm-hmm. that in itself is a you know, it's a violation of more than you know you know a handful of you know human rights that I can think of. Right? That in itself is bad enough. But yeah. on top of that, is there evidence? You know, and is there, you know in terms of physical violence and and and, and abuse too. Um, as I mentioned, there are accounts primarily coming out of Kazakhstan right, right. of um, physical physical abuse, mm. um, and you know it's it's hard to say for sure. But at the end of the day, these are, are Chinese jails, um, yeah, yeah. and you know physical abuse, torture is is a commonly acknowledged problem uh, throughout China. So. Yeah. Yeah, of course, it wouldn't be surprising if, if that was happening under these circumstances. Um, yeah. Especially, I mean, you have to keep in, in mind that these these prison centers, they're kind of, or concentration camps or whatever people want to call them, um, they're, they're sort of jerry-rigged in a sense, and they've been thrown up over the last year. There aren't really strong controls. They're not very systematized. So mm. there's a lot of room for uh, abuses, um, sort of creating a situation that's, that's ripe for abuse, mm. even mm. if you want to assume the Chinese government means well um, yeah. with this program mm-hmm. yeah and Ben just a, just a final question I mean uh, you know you know of course you're an investigative journalist I mean what, what are you trying to get out of this by, by, by raising awareness are you just trying to raise awareness and get as you know get the, the the wider you know world and the journalist journalism world to to become you know write more about this you know give it more publicity so that you know the world knows what's going on out there what are your kind of thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that's of, of course, I, I myself am, am Jewish and I feel a strong responsibility, um, you know, to prevent anything like what happened during the Holocaust from happening again. Yeah. I'm not suggesting that it's gotten to that point yet, but yeah. I mean, when we see something, uh, you know, occurring on this scale, uh, human rights abuses occurring on this scale, I think it's incumbent upon on us as journalists, uh, you know, people who have quite a lot of privilege uh, living in China but not being affected really yeah. by. Chinese government. Right. So you you are actually based right in in Beijing. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. I'm in Beijing. All right. All right. Fantastic, Ben. I would love to you know speak to you more, but I'm, I'm unfortunately I've run out of time and I'm, I am about to go into a must commercial break. But thank you very much, Ben, for joining <laughs> us this evening from Beijing and thank you know you so highlighting much. the case of the the Muslims of Xinjiang. Thank you very much, Ben. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thanks very Cheers. much. Thanks. Bye bye. Uh, okay, listeners, that was uh, f- uh, you know Ben Dooley from Beijing, and earlier we had Dr. Joanne highlighting the plight of the Muslims of China, the Xinjiang region specifically. And I'm going to summarize it and give it a couple of more minutes in the second half of the show. But we're about to go into a commercial break. I'll be back in a, uh, in a couple of minutes. Don't go away, and we'll continue with Friday Night Live. Until then, Salamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Did you know that Rasulullah performed only one Hajj in his lifetime? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Friday Night Live with me, Hafiz Shaban, on this Friday evening, 28th of September. Uh, welcome back. First half an hour of the show, we've just been discussing with Dr. Joanne from Newcastle University. 
and Ben Duli from Beijing, the plight of the Muslims in the, in the, in the Xinjiang region of China. And that was a quite an eye-opener for a lot of people, I'm sure, in terms of what's going on with the Muslims in the Xinjiang region. People are comparing to their internment at the moment, and according to Ben Duli, in the hundreds of thousands to the concentration camps of the, of the Nazis in the 1940s in Germany. And that is not a cause of alarm, then I don't know what is. Right, so this is on the back end of uh, Amnesty International's report that China must end systematic oppression against Muslims in Xinjiang. Uh, you know, but they issued a, a report, China, where are they, where are these hundreds and thousands of missing Muslims who have been separated from their family in the Xinjiang region, autonomous region uh, of China. Uh, and, and what is alarming and what I really want to get through to our listeners is open and even private displays of religious cultural affiliation growing a beard wearing a, a veil a headscarf or anything right anything having any books or articles about islam is all considered extremists under their regulation and you know what the chinese refer to them as transformation through education centers but to me it sounds a lot alike what prevent is about here in the uk and we're going to be discussing that a bit late a little later are we not just seeing a similar fashion of what the chinese are doing in the xinjiang region here similar to what's happening in the uk in terms of prevent i don't know the jur- jury's out and the question's going to be asked later but i'd like to get your thoughts and if you want to air your thoughts you want to get in your thoughts in terms of what your thoughts and opinions are with regards to what's happening in the xinjiang region then you need to know the number 01582481822 is the number to call here in the studio 01582 or 0779 is the number for your SMSs and for your WhatsApp messages. Right, we're going to be moving on to the second story of the show this evening, inshallah ta'ala, when we're going to be discussing something more closer to home. Uh, we do have, uh, mashallah, a couple of guests that have come into the studio. And uh, I was, and mashallah, I also have my co-presenter who's walking into the studio. So I'm going to give him a couple of minutes to, to settle down and, and to come in and join us in the, in the studio too, inshallah ta'ala. But our second story of uh, this evening, inshallah, is going to be around the knife crime, right? Around the knife crime that we discussed last week and we went into this in, in, in a quite a detailed fashion last week as we were discussing gang violence and, and what's been happening locally uh, and some of the gang culture yeah, that's really you know almost you know become an epidemic for a lot of our communities up and down the country uh, but also specifically knife crime also we know the statistics and we know what's happening with regards to knife crime and that also is uh, becoming a huge menace in, in terms of our community and locally within Luton and yesterday Yesterday only here in Dalarod Community Centre there was a community event that took place that was discussing knife, knife crime and, and some of the solutions and some of the initiatives around knife crime and working with the youth were explored and discussed and I'm pleased to say that with me in the studio is one of the brothers who, well not one of the brothers but the brother who was leading the workshop, Brother uh, Waqar. Salaamu Alaikum Brother Waqar. Waalaikum bro. How are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm good. How are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm good. Right, so mashallah, uh, I saw you yesterday, mashallah, standing in front of the almost 100 people, I'd say, if not more than 100 people, brothers, sisters, mashallah. I, I, if it was me, I would be petrified standing in front of 100 people. Uh, but mashallah, you did a very good job. You were obviously uh, raising this campaign with regards to uh, the knife crime, uh, you know, and the knife craze that's going around, uh, you know, and, and some of the initiatives that, you know, you, you've been involved with, or at least you're pioneering in, in, in the region. Why don't you give us a quick introduction about yourself and tell us about this initiative and how you've got involved. 
Okay, no problem. Yeah, my name is Vakar. I'm a local teacher. Right. And the initiative is Stand for Nothing, Fall for Anything. Right. How did I get involved? It was, if you look at the past year, just yeah. looting itself. Yeah. The amount of crimes that have been taking place, it's been increasing, increasing, increasing. You spoke about stabbings. If yeah. you just look at stabbings, mm. there's brothers dying. It's not kind of a blow to the leg or to the arm. People are being killed. And mm. that's just stabbing. Mm. We've got so many other crimes taking place. Mm. And I think it came to a point where if we don't address it, who will? Right. Yeah, someone needs to go out there, engage with the youth. Someone needs to mm. be there for these guys. Mm. And that's where Stand for Nothing Falls for Anything Luton was born. Right. Okay. Alhamdulillah. And, and what? What? In, in terms of as an individual, I mean, there's a lot of individuals out there who are listening to this show, probably not involved in that in that initiative, still probably sitting back, and, and they see what's happening. Right. Every week, as, as you say, it's almost every week it goes by, and there's another stabbing that happens, another incident that happens, and a lot of people are horrified by it, but probably not moved to action. So, what what led you to actually move to action and say, look, I need to do something about it as a youth? Ah, bro, what determines all actions? Honestly, Islam. Mm. Yeah. Everyone's Muslim, mm. but what moved me to make change... But there's a lo- lot of Muslims out there. I mean, yeah, 100%, I agree. Yeah. But sometimes when you understand that, you know what, bro, the solution to these guys' problems, yeah. if you think you have it, yeah. and if you think it's Islam, then mm. you go out there and you give it to them. Mm. Like our actions should be dictated by Islam. Mm. Even my actions. Not mm. bad actions, but good actions. Right. Our good actions should come through Islam. Mm. So when you see these brothers doing wrong, mm. and you think, you know what, for these guys, the solution isn't um, anything other than Islamic solutions. Mm. Right, okay, and, and alhamdulillah, I mean, I, I was there at, at the event yesterday, it's good that I was around anyway in, in the studio, some of the brothers from Inspire were there, and, and mashallah, you know, the, the good thing about it was the fact that there was a very cross representation from, from the community, and that was fantastic yeah, to see that, elders were there, youngsters were there, you know, people from, I saw people from different massages, and, and I have to be honest, I, I generally don't see that necessarily sometimes, right, so it seems that you've touched a, a nerve, right, out there where the community is actually feeling it, right, so they actually feel it. What, what was the feedback that you got? I mean, I, I know you were, you were a busy chap afterwards, a lot of people coming up to you discussing. Uh, what, what was the feedback and, and, you know, what are the next steps? You know, I agree with you firstly though. When I was sitting there, I was seeing all these people walking in. Mm. Well, like, I was genuinely surprised, <laughs> but in a positive way. Yeah, good, but you know, good. it shows you yeah. how much of an issue this is in our community, that yeah. everyone came together for this. Yeah. The feedback has been good. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are talking about how this is much needed. Yeah. That it's good that people are uniting under a common cause yeah. and that we're coming together. Yeah. Um, and even our style, mm. our style is a little bit different. We're not mm. waiting for the youth to come to us. Yeah, yeah. We're not necessarily hoping they'll come to our circle dialogue community centre. Yeah, yeah. We will go to them. Yeah. And I think a lot of the feedback was around that. That it's nice that you guys are going out there, yeah. finding where they hang out, yeah. finding where they chill out. Yeah. Because if you go about five, six years, there were right. maybe spots. Now right. it's cars. They all chill out yeah. in cars. Yeah. So a lot of the people are happy that yeah. we're going out there. We're yeah. engaging with them. Right. And there's been people even giving ideas of what yeah. we should do next. So Fantastic. go to people's houses, yeah. um, come to this uh, boxing club, for example. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people are giving good feedback right. and a lot of people are coming on board. Right, Fantastic. So sounds, sounds brilliant. Let me just remind our, our listeners, right? This is, a, this is Friday Night Live and I'm currently in the studio uh, speaking to Brother Wakar. Now, Brother Wakar has been, is, is, is got himself involved in this youth initiative, reaching out to the youth, especially to a lot of our youngsters who are out there on the streets, probably spending a lot of hours on the streets you know up to probably not 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 a lot in terms of good uh, and then 
you know, a lot of our youngsters ending up in, in trouble, whether it's knife crime, whether it's other criminality out there on the streets. And, and this is an initiative about reaching out to our youth as opposed to waiting for our youth to come and reach out to yourselves, right? So I want to hear from our, some of our listeners, not necessarily Luton. It's good to hear from Luton. It's also good to hear from Nottingham. I know some of the brothers listen to me in Sheffield and, and, they, and they message me, send me an SMS every so often. So I want to hear from Sheffield. I want to hear from Derby, Peterborough. Let's get some views from the streets, from those towns, from those cities to see what are some of the youth initiatives that are going on in those regions, if if any, right? And and what do you think of, of this youth initiative that Brother Wakar's talking about? Going out and reaching out to the youth, going where they're hanging around, right? Yeah. And, and this is, you, you guys are not going out during the day, you're going out during the night, yeah. right? So we do stalls every yeah. Saturday right. uh, after 9 p.m. Right. So, no they, so these are literally stalls, yeah? No, we start off with stalls. Right. So last week, it was a Joshua and Pavekin fight in Bury Park. Yeah. So we knew a lot of the youth are going to be eating in Arabella Lounge or yeah. coming out of the restaurants. Yeah, yeah. So we set up a stall there. Fantastic. Then when that died down, yeah. we packed up, went to DFS car park. Right. So you, did, did, so you didn't watch the fight, no? No, no, no. I missed the fight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you missed a good fight, bro. Uh, DFS car park, we were there like two in the morning. Yeah. And again, just knocking on windows, having yeah. a genuine chat. And you know yeah. what? No one turned us away. Yeah. Those brothers could easily put the car window up and drove out that car park. Yeah. Yeah, they were in, we were in foot, they were in cars. Yeah. But you know what? They were warm and they were happy for us to talk to them. Yeah. yeah some of us started crying. Seriously. Yeah, it broke deepest car park, 12 S- in the morning, S- talking S- about Islam, Allah. and the brothers started crying. Allah, I mean, but that shows Allah. you there is good in this ummah. Wow. Yeah, you know, this wow. ummah isn't gone. This ummah yeah. isn't lost. You know? Yeah. The Ummah is there waiting for us. We just go and interact with them. Right. 01582481822. I, I don't see my screens flashing yet for any SMSs and, and WhatsApp messages. So I, I, I'm hoping we're going to get some SMS and or WhatsApp messages. I've also got in the studio, mashallah, Brother Zafar is joining me in the studio. So let me welcome Brother Zafar. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Zafar. How are you, Akhi? Alhamdulillah. You okay, man? I, I just had a fantastic half an hour discussion in China. I heard. I heard. I was, I, and, I was... and you're supposed to be my expert. I'm well, spo- I got stuck in it. traffic on the way. I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, in fact, I had to give my uncle a Lift and right. I was in the other side. You, of town. you heard the conversation, yeah? I heard it. Yeah, I was listening on Shalom. Yeah, very good, very good, right, very good. Fantastic. I mean, it's, it's a tragic, tragic event that's happening yeah. in China. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's obviously it's not easy to get information out of China, but yeah. what you hear, yeah. uh, it, it's, it is actually it's mind-boggling that we're in mm. the 21st century and people mm. are still resorting to uh, tactics, right, from the early ni- uh, 20th century, mm. from the Bolshevik days, right, mm. brainwashing people and mm. and. Uh, after we the people have moved on and, mm. and people are interconnected and more information is out there etc etc uh it's shocking to be mm. honest shocking, absolutely shocking, absolutely absolutely shocking all right and also in the studio i want to welcome uh, brother ali uh, to the studio too assalamu alaikum uh, brother ali wa alaikum salam mashallah it's lovely to have a packed house mashallah brother ali here too mashallah He's, you're now a presenter yourself that's correct uh, and uh, what are you presenting these days uh, in, in Spire? Tuesday nights, uh, 7 p.m. Parenting, a uh, very apt subject for absolutely. the day and age uh, yeah, and absolutely. the issues that we're trying to deal with. Right. So we're, we're, Brother Wakar is discussing uh, youth, he's discussing the uni- youth initiatives. I mean, all of us know in terms of martial arts, let's, t- let's start on a, on a positive note too. A lot of our youth are up to a lot of positive things, right? I mean, not only education and the deen, mashallah, studying Arabic, Islamic studies, but also the, you know, the academia, higher education and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of positive elements Correct. that we need, we uh-huh. need to give yeah. credibility for in terms of our community, right? 
but like every other community we've got our obviously downfalls too we've got our shortcomings and deficiencies and that that is is about addressing those deficiencies sure. shortcomings and seeing how we can help you know and almost work hand in hand with our community and bring them out of uh, out of this mess right so brother Wakar is discussing that now from a parenting perspective let's bring it in from a parenting perspective right as a parent personally right and wallahi i have to tell you i have to be honest with you right uh, as as a parent, when when I hear of these knife knife incidents and these uh, attacks, and you know, I get worried, right, for for my own son and, and sending my own son out onto the streets. And my, my son, mashallah, you've seen him, Salah, he's, he's quite tall, right, and he's quite physically built too. And, he, and you, you would think that you know he's, he's he's a lot more confident for him to walk on those streets because people are not necessarily going to give him trouble. But I still fear for him. What, what, and, and we heard, you know, what, was it just a couple of days ago we were discussing on on Inspire, mm. and, and parents calling. In fact, last Friday, parents calling in and saying that you know we you know the advice that they gave into their children right you you heard you heard the report and, and the show last week what, what's your general opening advice to, to parents right when they're hearing of of this kind of you know behavior in our community I think uh, you're right to be concerned about yeah. the issues you're right to have a worry about what's going on on the streets of Luton yeah. uh, it is quite frightening it's very dramatic and you never know when your child leaves whether he's going to come back okay or not the honest truth is uh, you don't have to be involved in any gang or any violence to be part of this. You can be an innocent bystander and you can get caught up in all yeah, of this. Yeah. So I'd say the first thing is, which I also reiterate on my program, is that the start of any any kind of relationship is the investment you put in a relationship. Mm. Uh, and you have to make sure that we are investing in these youth. Like you said, yeah. I think there's a lot to celebrate with the young people, up and coming yeah. young guys who yeah. are actually... Uh, achieving Islamically, achieving academically, achieving in in different skill sets, mm. and it's and it's important that we celebrate that. But at the same mm. time, it's important that we give them the correct toolkit mm. to actually navigate through life. So, my first advice, and even if my if you say my last advice, is that engagement between the parents and the children. It's right. it's key. Mm. It's key. A, a point I made so, last so, night. So more proactive engagement, right? That's right. It's not the the 1980s or the or the 70s when we were younger. You know, my father. You know, may Allah give him jannah. You know, working. You know, most of the day, all right. And a lot of the culture, you know, is in the in the massages. But you're saying, and, right. and that that was going to be my next question, which is, as parenting actually got more difficult in the 21st century, yes. and with our current challenges that we face around us, than it was, you know, for my dad, you know, in yes. in the 70s and 80s. I mean, if you recall, uh, 70s and 80s and if you mm. call uh, recall society here and yeah. I'm sure Zephyr will be able to tell you above and beyond all of us mm. seems to be the eldest here yeah. <laughs> okay um, there was a time you could leave your front doors open there was a time where you relied on your neighbor to pick up things for you there was a time when there was a lot of openness and there's lack of fear yeah. as society has evolved the morals the standards all of these have also evolved uh, yeah. unfortunately in a negative sense yeah uh, and therefore, the trust, the, the that kind of relationship doesn't exist anymore. Mm. You know, uh, I had an incident that this lady had a punctured tire, went to help her, and she would not let me help her. Mm. Because the element of trust in this society oh, is so wow. bad now that right. nobody trusts you. You think, there's okay, this guy's after something, he yeah. wants something, or he's going to do something. Right. 
So it becomes even more difficult now to right. actually tackle this whole thing about parenting. Right, right. Okay, we're, we're going to continue to our discussion on parenting uh, and on also the, the youth initiative with Brother Wakar. Uh, just in a while, we, we, we do have a, a, a WhatsApp message uh, come through. Uh, Salam, brothers. Great show. Great initiative uh, last night. Okay, mashallah. Great initiative last night. Please pass on to Brother Wakar's council funding available. Brother Wakar, right? Council funding available. £1,250 for local initiatives take a look you got a link there mm-hmm. you'll you need some of those resources as long as you remain independent I would say I, can, can I just come yeah, in, yeah, come brother, in actually, yeah. so I was just going to say um, it, I, unfortunately I wasn't able to come yesterday but it sounds like it was a fascinating event mm. uh, and I guess the amazing thing is it's initiative by the youngsters for the youngsters yeah Right, and I, I'm fe- I've been feeling for quite a while that the youngsters have been neglected a little bit. I think the mm. the next generation of of people have moved on, and they're no longer in touch with what's happening uh, with the youngsters. So it's mm. it's great to see the youngsters themselves actually yeah. sort of kickstarting the initiative. Yeah. And I guess that the point I wanted to make is is that uh, there, there is um, because there this. Uh, the, the influence out there in the community comes from many different sources, from social yeah. media, television, etc., yeah, yeah, etc. Yeah. Et uh, and one thing that you'll find in all communities, not just Muslim communities, is that sense of sense of belonging, a sense of identity. Who are we? Mm. There's so many different influences uh, out there. And one thing that, that um, I found when I was growing up, um, useful, I guess, and g- good for me and and, and Going to get me onto the right path was that there was that awakening you know people were being awakened to to their mm. religion as as an identity islam mm. as an identity mm. and that that positive sense mm. of belonging uh you know i, I guess for, for many years as has uh, was around basically mm. uh, until i guess the that identity element of it was hijacked mm. by foreign elements and unfortunately yeah. extremism took hold yeah and then the, the subsequent government's reaction to that has now left a vacuum in my opinion Opinion. Mm. And there's nobody out there who's actually positively pushing the the theme mm. to the youngsters Absolutely. and giving giving that that positive sense of identity yeah. and identity which is meaningful in the context they're in. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And and there's there's none of that. And I, it's great to see that youngsters are actually mm. sort of and, and going to places. And you're quite right. What you know? I guess the first question you ought to ask is what are the youngsters doing two o'clock in the morning in a car park? <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. And, and that that gives you <laughs> that indicates to you there's there's well, perhaps an, there's a parenting element yeah, or well, which. Well, that is why you have to work together yeah, all and, the different and, and components this, what a great initiative mm. you know it's like we're not going to wait for them to come to us we're going to go to them that takes courage no no to- totally agree I, I'm, I'm, can I be a bit critical right What's because I guess that, that's, my, that's my job I mean my one of my criticisms would be for, for yesterday's event is that I would have liked to see more cross representation Right on on the front table. I, I would have liked to see different people from different organisations, potentially youngsters, youth, yeah. right? Maybe brought to the front so that you know we, we we're getting a a representation. We're getting you know messages and different messages and and, and uh, you know and, and we we we're almost showing a unified platform, right? So it's a fantastic initiative, but it's it's a, a same message from different components of of, of that of that society from from the youth, right? So I was discussing with you know some brothers last week. At one of the iftars here that inspire organizing, uh, you know, Ashura, uh, Brother Rashid, and, and he was telling me about some initiatives, you know, Hakwa Ring Masjid are doing some initiatives, you know, and, and these are youth initiatives. It's about working, you know, hand in hand with, with some of these other, you know, initiatives out there so that we, we actually, you know, achieve the same, you know, the same goal. What do you think about, about that, Wakar? 100%. Yeah, we should all work together. Yeah. Um, it's not about living in isolation or 
we're operating isolation. Yeah. There's plenty of good stuff out there. It's yeah. a matter of coming together and it's a yeah. matter of working together. Yeah. Last night's event, if you think about it, we launched in Luton, if you like, last week. Um, hopefully, as people hear about us, yeah. as people um, want to get involved, it's not an idea of we're a private members club yeah. and you've got to kind of fill good. out membership before you good. join. Yeah. Come along. Yeah. Yeah, drop a message. Give a phone call. Say, yeah. brother, look, I do this. Can I come present for five minutes at yeah. your next talk? Yeah. Bismillah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not an idea of this is time for nothing fall for anything Luton yeah. and nobody else is allowed. Yeah. yeah, we are genuinely here to help the youth. It's yeah. not about um, uh, personal agendas or funding yeah, yeah, or yeah, um, yes. trying to please some yes. paymaster. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. It's genuine yeah. dawah for the youth. All right, the, the, that's good. I, I wanted to get that off the off my chest, right? Just I'm, to, gonna, I'm glad just you did, bro. In terms of <laughs> feedback, right? That l- l- let's get some of the organisations. Let's get different. You know, you know. Uh, you know, let's reach out. You know, it's fantastic that you're reaching out to the youth, right? I, I want to also see us reaching out to the other organisations. Come, come and help us. Join hands. Mm-hmm. Let's work together on this. The our youth, because it's, that's one of the strong sentiments coming through yesterday. Our youth, our responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. You know, underlining the the, the independent pronoun our, right? Uh, well, let, let me move on to your messaging, right? Yeah. I, I want to ask you. I mean, what is your messaging? You're going out to these guys. You know, the the youngsters. They're out. You know, as brothers of said. You know, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. Probably up to no, no good, or maybe just chilling, uh, chilling out, right? You know, you know. T- t- take me through. You know, hopefully, I'm going to join you this Saturday. <laughs> I just want to see <laughs> what you guys are doing, right? Take me through. What what what, what does the average conversation look, look like? Bro, if you said, like, what is that message, like. right? Yeah. Our message, bro. If you stand for nothing, you fall for anything. If I to ask you, bro, generally yeah. today, yeah. what do people stand for? It's things that are fickle. They're here today. They're gone tomorrow. Every six months, they sta- what, what do they stand for? Yeah, if this, I ask you, what do they stand for? They, yeah. they, they may stand for fickle things. They are here today, they're gone tomorrow. What, what do you mean they stand so for? So, for example, things? for example, if there's a trend going on, yeah, um, they will jump behind that trend. Right, if right, there's right. a popular culture in society, right. they will jump on that. Right. But it doesn't really last. Right. And we are here to give them. So you you, you mean they get in, in, in easily influenced, right? Yeah, they get easily influenced. Right, they they right. can't move with the wind. Right. And right. When you fall for anything, bro, this society is deadly. You've got drugs, yes. you've got crime, yes. you've got the idea of freedom, right, you've got right. the glorification of yes. a lot of filth in the yes. media around us. Yes, 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 yes. And if you're somebody who's not solid on the principles, yes. solid on the Islamic values, yeah. these things will affect you so and if, you would fall for these things. So if people are walking around showing half of their bottom in terms of their trousers you know, dropping down, then you'll start doing that because that seems to be the trend. You may not do it straight away, but over time, the more Eventually, you see, yeah, 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 the more you see. Trend. I mean, that became a trend. Yeah. trend. Thank God, now nowadays, I've seen that people have started pulling the trousers up. Maybe it's, it's yeah. started getting cold <laughs> or something, right? But alhamdulillah, I've seen less of that. But you know, you know, last few months, it was a craze out there, right? Yeah. So people just started following that. So I, I, I guess that that's what you mean that you, you just follow the. You just follow the bandwagon, don't you? Yeah, bro. Even people who are good people, yeah. but let's say the friends are not the best. Yeah. But liberally, over time, yeah, as time passes, yeah. they are influenced. They also yeah. influence. So our message is, we don't call our message. We don't censor our message. We are here to give them, give the youth Islamic values, so they don't fall for this stuff. So when they are exposed to things on the media, when they read the news, when people around them are talking about certain things, they don't fall for this right. rhetoric. I, I they don't fall well, for I stuff think we're around about them. To go into the Azana at the moment. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. A 
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Friday Night Live with me, Hafiz Shaban, on this Friday evening, uh, 28th of September, corresponding to the 17th of Muharram, broadcasting to the good people of Luton on Inspire FM and also broadcasting to the good people of Sheffield, Peterborough, Derby, Nottingham, and other surrounding areas nationally and internationally via the Inspire FM app and also live Facebook stream. So, really, plenty of ways for you to tune in and listen in to us inshallah ta'ala and get involved with the today's discussion uh, another message come through from brother khalil muhammad jazakallah salam great show let's get more feedback from our listeners inshallah let's get your thoughts your opinions and let's get some of your questions to brother wakar mashallah i've still got brother wakar in the studio salam brother wakar how are you doing you okay bro i'm good i'm good mashallah you feeling good man yeah, all good. Alhamdulillah. All right. So our listeners, 01582481822, 01582481822, to call into the studio. You can actually call into the studio and speak to Brother Wakar directly if you want. I know a lot of parents out there. You know, Brother Ali's going to be back. He's just gone off for, for, to pray Salatul Maghrib. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of parents, you know, concerned parents who have questions with regards to parenting. What are the modern day challenges? How do we, you know, you know, approach parenting in this in in the today's you know day and age? And in addition to that. You know, some of you probably got questions from uh, to Brother Wakar in terms of the youth initiative. You know, how's the you know it, it's been what, about two weeks, uh, Wakar, since the launch of this youth initiative or longer? Two weeks. Last Saturday, so not even two weeks. No, not even two weeks, right? So how is it going so far? What are they finding? What are the experiences? You know, if you want to ask him, speak to him. He's here in the studio. If you need him to speak to anyone, then he's here in the studio. Speak to him. Oh one five eight two four eight one eight double two. And if you want to send in your SMS, WhatsApp message is zero triple seven nine. 481-822 is the number to call inshallah ta'ala right brother Waka, let's continue from where we left off earlier right so uh, you know we were discussing in terms of the feedback from the for, you know from the initial you know uh, you can say discussion yesterday right the 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 campaign uh, and then you were also telling me with regards to you know some of your interaction with some of the youth uh, you know and then you were uh, I think the last point that you were covering was with regards to your messaging, right? What is the messaging? And I, and I think I interjected you whilst you were discussing. So continue with in terms of what is your, you know, your, what is your message? What, what, are you, what are you going out there? You're speaking to the youth. What are you telling them? To be honest with you, bro, it's not a rehearsed. So it's, of course, it's time for something forward for anything, right, but it's right. not a rehearsed program. Right, good. Every youth is different. So very yeah. natural. Every, every person you speak to will have a different yeah. reality. Yeah. Maybe different home life, different yeah. job life, different... Yeah. Yeah. Even the day on that day yeah. could have been yeah. a bad yeah. day. Yeah. So you kind of take it as it comes. Yeah. Yeah. You don't go in there with a rehearsed speech because that's yes. not how humans interact. Yeah. And it's not just, natural. Yeah, and, that's and not and natural. Yeah. 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 You can't interact with human beings. Yeah. You talk. Yeah. Mm. You build a relationship. Mm. And then you see where the brothers taking the conversation, and you yeah. take it there with him, yeah. and you direct him if you need direction. And uh, you and you found so far responsive in terms of the youth. They they are willing to engage and, and and they've been warm in terms of speaking to you. Yeah, bro, fantastic. Yeah. These brothers are giving so, us their numbers. These brothers they uh, saying um, contact us uh, yeah. to to your circles. Yeah. And this is just from a two three minute conversation yeah. that we're having in passing. And then yeah. the brothers who sit there for half an hour, one hour. Yeah. And that's why I think it's better going at the night. People yeah. are busy. Yeah. You know, people are not running around. People are they yeah. actually they pause. They sit yeah. with you, yeah. and they sit there for half an hour, forty-five minutes. Yeah. And you know, we have our leaflets, yeah. and our leaflets talk about real issues. So one brother yeah. was he saw the leaflet about smoking weed, yeah. and he just picked it up and started reading it. Yeah. And one of the guys saw that, yeah. and the conversation naturally trickled off from there. And he spoke about how it's not him, but his friends yeah. smoke weed, yeah. and he wanted to read for advice for them. Yeah. So even that was a natural yeah. uh, occurrence. Yeah. So it's just having real human interaction with these yeah. people and giving them. 
solutions to whatever yeah. problem they're going through. Yeah. And this is not a one-off thing. Yeah. Yeah, this is a weekly thing. This is a daily yeah. thing. So yeah. inshallah, over time, yeah. wherever we are, DFS Car Park, Bray Park, yeah. I pray that people will be there. You know what? We're waiting for these brothers because they come yeah. here every Saturday. Fantastic, yeah. And I'm waiting for this brother to come and give me yeah. some yeah. Um, dawah. Yeah, mashallah, man. You know, it's, it's, it reminds me of some of the videos that go around, you know, of brothers and some of these initiatives in Australia, in America, and some of those places. And you think, wow, if only something like that was happening locally. And, and it looks like that's exactly what you've started, you know, you've, your brothers have started doing, mashallah, uh, locally. Uh, fantastic. So so what, what are, the, are, are you then leaving them with a, with, a, with a message or are you leaving them not without necessarily a message, but are you leaving them with an action point? Uh, what's, your, what's your parting, you know, kind of a you know, message? See you next week, bro. <laughs> you know you're gonna you're gonna be there Saturday again to discuss again. Where, where do you want to take that? What, what, what's the idea? Of course, of course, it's a long term. Mm. You know, slowly build up, build up that trust, etc. But, but where are you? Where, where, where do you want to take it? If I say well, our action points for these guys when we speak to them, yeah. the youth listening and the youth that we interact with, yeah. there's four: yeah. break away, reflect, change, and engage. Break away, break away. So break away from whatever is bringing you down. Whatever you would, you think you are. Yeah. Doing wrong So for example If it's your friends mm. If it's what you're watching mm. If it's what you're reading If it's the people you're around If it's the stuff you're doing If it's yeah. the stuff you're smoking mm. Push back Yeah break mm. away mm. So find other brothers mm. Yeah, If you don't know the brothers Come to us mm. Yeah we are here Honestly we can go out to eat We can mm. sit and we can chat So mm. first you break away mm. And when you break away You will be allowed to reflect Yeah. Because when you're yeah. in that atmosphere Whatever atmosphere you're in yes. you, Sometimes you're so busy You're so yeah. kind of Stuck in the atmosphere Yes That you don't see what's right Or what's wrong with it Just yes. there okay. So when you step out for a second Yeah Reflect Yeah Yeah. What actually was I doing mm. What should I be doing mm. And then change Yeah mm. you've broken away You reflected Then inshallah Yeah you mm. find brothers mm. Yeah you find brothers Honestly bro we are here We're not aliens Yeah we live in Luton mm. Yeah all you go do is phone us Follow us social media pages Drop us a message mm. Yeah we are here yeah. yeah together we can talk We can build mm. We can build ideas We can change people mm. And then when you've done that Mm. Now it's your turn Now you go back out And let's change other people mm. Yeah, You've lived that You've seen that You're probably the best person To go out and change But I mean It's, it's not it's, it's not that simple I mean you're making it Sound very simple yeah. It sounds it's, four it's points not, brother, uh, but When you say break off Right I mean how, how do you break off From a society You know That completely entraps you Right Everywhere you go Is consumerism Materialism Brands You know It's, it's everywhere Right it's, it's the entertainment culture The industry The video The, the consoles You know and, and they're living They're constantly In the atmosphere So when you're saying Break off I mean it's going to be very difficult, right? You know when you break off, the language makes it sound like you, you kind of break in a piece of stick and it's done. Yeah, yeah. You don't break off, you don't leave everything in one go. Yeah. yeah. You might not even leave, you might even come to our atmosphere mm. and then you know what, bro, for that week, yeah. you might find it harder, you might go back to the atmosphere yeah. you came from. Yeah. But this is over time. Yeah. These four points, it's not a one hour event. Yeah, 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 this might so. take six months, bro. Yeah. Might take a year, might take two yeah. years, yeah. might take four weeks. Yeah. But it's... Initially making those steps Yeah Yeah and there's people listening Yeah And there's people listening probably think, You know what Loads of people think bro How can I get out of the situation I'm in mm. Yeah mm. I'm stuck with these friends yeah. I know they're doing bad yeah. Where do I go with it If yeah. I leave them I've got no friends Yeah Yeah, yeah? It's, it's the idea of Sometimes having the courage as well Yeah You have yeah. to have that initial courage yeah. To make that move mm. All right. Okay. I've got a couple of qu- uh, more questions, and then we, I'm gonna I'm gonna allow Brother Zafar to then you know, take over with Brother Ali on on the parenting side of it, right? And you guys can discuss the parenting side. I mean, from from your interaction with 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 the youth, uh, Wakar, just to uh, all right. So, so uh, are you finding that we've misunderstood our 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 youth, or do you find that we've just you know uh, almost neglected them? 
I think definitely both people have misunderstood the youth. Yeah. Uh, initially, there's a big generation gap yeah. when sometimes people try to interact with the youth. Yeah. And you know, this society changes so quick. Yeah. Like before, things would move quite slow, but now, bro, how things were five years ago, mm. it's not how it is today. Even a year ago, it's not how it is today. Yeah. So I think things are changing really, really quick. So 100%, bro, we have, to an extent, we have misunderstood them. Yeah. Um, and it's also understanding on that on the same point. Mm. So what is the issue? Mm. Yeah, what are these guys actually going through? Right. Yeah, people talk about social media all the time. That's yeah. a, that's a beast in itself. Mm. Yeah, you need to understand with issues in that. There's yeah. so many issues mm. that are popping up left, right, and center mm. that you need to be on top of. Yeah, and you know that's why honestly I'm calling out or giving a shout out to all the masjids and the mm. community centers and mm. the boxing clubs and the gyms mm. everywhere the youth are hanging out. Mm. Let us come in and do a workshop. We mm. don't charge money. Mm. Yeah, we're not here for money. We're what, not here what, for What do you fame. mean, let, let us come in and do a workshop? What, what does that mean, workshop? So there's a brother who runs a boxing club right. um, on Chorin Centre. Right. Just from yesterday, he said, come in next Saturday yeah. at 11 a.m. Right. He's got 40 kids that come boxing. Right. Keep them behind and have a discussion with them right. about crime in the society, right. how, the, right. how the youth right. are uh, finding good. it. And fantastic. this is just for one event. That's fantastic. Bro, we're not in it for fame or anything. Yeah, 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 Open yeah. the doors. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you've got a masjid, if you've That's got fantastic. people coming to you, yeah. Let us come in, let us do a yeah. workshop, even yeah. let us speak to the people that, yes. that come to you. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. It sounds, sounds, sounds very good, inshallah. Just a last question. So, I mean, what, what are your timelines and, and what, what's your criteria? Or how are you going to be judging your, your success of, of this initiative? Initiative, bro, if I'm being honest, there are no timelines. Yeah, exactly. You know, the building of our future generation. Yeah. There's a start, yeah. but there's no end. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so there's not a timeline where we start today, we finish in. So, so you're ready, March for, you're ready for the marathon, are you? Ready for the marathon, bro. Yeah. Till the day I die, bro. So it's not, it's not. One day when I'm old, it's I'll not be a ten k. It's not you. a ten k run, yeah. No, no, it's not a ten k run, bro. bro. Masha, you, this you, is a never-ending run. You, you don't have to disclose your your age on there, but you, you know, if you want to reach where brother Zafar is, yeah, you you got about 20, 30 years to go, Achim, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to be prepared for that marathon, mashallah, yeah. All right, and, and inshallah ta'ala, uh, rolling it out to the other areas, mashallah, we've got people listening in from Sheffield, from Nottingham. You know, what, if someone calls you from Sheffield and says, you know what, we, we really like what brother you know, Waqar is saying and we like to do some uh, similar initiative in, in Sheffield or the brothers from Peterborough are listening or from Derby, you, you know, is, is, are you happy to go global? Okay, bro, give us a shout, come to us, talk to us. Yeah, we'll come to you. We'll come to you, we'll talk to you. Alhamdulillah. At the end of the day, bro, this is, this is a Luton thing we're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. But the issues we're facing in Luton, they're not isolated. They're across the whole country. Nice so if job. you want to get involved, if you want it on your doorstep, give right. it up. All right. So, brothers and sisters, this is Friday Night Live with me, Hafiz Shaban. And that was Brother Waqar, mashallah. And you were listening to the initiative there that Brother Waqar is, uh, you know, almost like you can say spearheading or involved in, inshallah. Uh, very key initiative, uh, reaching out to the whole of our community, our younger generation, our, our teenager kind of community, inshallah. Really ask the brothers to. Uh, get in touch with uh, Brother Waqar inshallah ta'ala and uh, get involved with this initiative uh, and if they want to get involved in, with the initiative finally Waqar how, how do they do that how, how do they get in touch how do they get in contact with you bro you can follow our social media pages and message us there so social stand for nothing right. fall for anything Luton alright um, let me give out we have a particular number where you can call alright um, or maybe they can just get that by calling into the studio right so if they want further information they can they can call into the studio okay right Zero one five eight two four eight one eight double two, and they can get more further information about about the, some of the initiatives, yeah? 
All right, brother Wakaj, Zakala here. Okay, and I'm gonna hand it over to brother Zafar now and brother Ali to look at the the parenting perspective on things, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, of course, I mean we're discussing the, the the initiative from a youth perspective, right? But you got the community representatives, you got the parents, and and they've got a big role to play in all of this, right? I mean, it's all good, you know. You've been out there and discussing mm-hmm. with, with with these teenagers until two o'clock in the morning, bro. But what are those teenagers doing out there at two o'clock in the morning? That, that's a, that's that's a question that I I like to ask, and I'm sure brother Zafar like to ask that too and and maybe you know you know maybe it's just a change of times now that it's just normal to be out till two o'clock i don't know right but if, if my son i mean my son Bro, was out, my son was out until two o'clock last week and that's because he was with you guys right do you know what i think i think let me add one thing bro you yeah. know we dropped a window yeah. the brother was sitting there watching a bollywood film in his car, yeah. In his car, he's still watching a Bollywood film. You know, it's maybe a, a perception that they add yeah. to two in the morning, yeah. up to no good. He yeah. was sitting there eating the KFC and watching a Bollywood film. All right, all right. So uh, it's just the day no, accessible. No, no, no comment, bro. No <laughs> comment. I need to go for prayer. Uh, brother Zafar, over to you, inshallah. Zafar, have salam alaikum. I guess we want to pick up from the point uh, around um, kids staying up late at night sure uh, and, and i guess um you probably have a personal story and i probably have personal stories etc and i guess we can reflect not necessarily being the experts uh in this particular area or judging judging in a particular particular way yeah. uh, so uh i guess i've seen a pattern that the the kids are actually going to sleep later and later and then waking up later and later yeah to the point that it becomes norm to stay up at night, right, sure. and then sleep during the day, yeah. uh, and it's it, to me it's it's basically um, it's it's the sleep pattern basically completely being disrupted, and I think maybe social media has got something to do with that. I don't know what your thoughts yes. are on. Actually, I think uh, I think the the issue here is uh, I'm not so worried about uh, children or at least the teenagers having late nights, it's what they're doing uh, mm. more than staying up uh, awake like Wakar and his friends and the brothers, they're out giving da'wah, so it's very productive. Uh, you can be visiting relatives, you can have a late night, that's not the issue. Actually, the the issue is uh, actually what is it that they're doing uh, having these late nights? I've got to give credit to some of the youth. They have late nights and they're up at 8 o'clock in the morning to go to work or school the next day. Mm. So they do have a lot of energy, a lot of passion. But I, I think it, looking at it from a parent's perspective is very much what kind of atmosphere exists in the house where someone feels the need to be out so late. Uh, is the house just a place to eat, sleep uh, and get the do's and don'ts? And that is very much the we really need to explore those kind of things when it comes to parenting, that mm. it should be a home, not a house. Yeah, I, I think you're, you're quite right, but I think part of the reason uh, that the kids want to go out is to be with their friends, and it's their friends that they're out, uh, yeah. outside late at night. So it's not an individual thing, it's a community thing, you know, yeah. it's like, uh, it's become fashionable for the kids to be out late night, right? Yeah. Because, and I think there is a knock-on effect. I think it's it's because of the fact that that kids are still active. They're not tired to go to bed. They're not, you know, they don't want to. They're not, yeah. um, and and uh, you know, I think it's it's, uh, it's it's become more of a norm yeah. to stay up late at night and then not at home, be with your friends, and then yeah. you know, like the example of Carl said, they're just watching a movie or something like That's that. Right. They're not, not getting up to no good. But the thing is, from our culture point of view. 
you know, darkness, if you think about it, right? And there's this hadith and uh, uh, the, the darkness is where the shaitan roams, isn't it? Yeah. If your kids are out there at night, uh, it, the shaitan is there and it's roaming and, and it, yeah. Yeah, it's looking for prey effectively, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, the, the reason we wake up for Fajr is because the Fajr is the start of a day yeah, in most cases. And, and that, that messaging appears to have sort of uh, uh, not there anymore, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's also a lot to do with the way that generally societies are structured as well. Um, and you're right, so from a youth's perspective, it's a time where you get time to yourself. Mm. You've done the day's duties, you've done your studies, you've done your work, you've done whatever you're doing during the day, and now it's time to chill out. I would personally, actually, one of the solutions that I'd put to parents is, uh, why can't your house or your front room be mm. that place to chill out? You don't need to come and interfere, but mm. we've got to start learning to open our doors. Uh, to let their friends come in, let them sit down, let them talk. I would much rather have my children sat in my house till three in the morning with their friends than sat in a car, like you said correctly, yeah. uh, till three in the morning. Because at least then there's some level of understanding of what's going on, what are the relationships my, my children have with these people, how do they conduct themselves. So all of these things that a parent would obviously be looking for, he can actually really clearly assess them when they're under his roof as opposed to they're hidden somewhere and mm. some covert discussions are going But I, I guess the, dif the difficulty is, uh, in, in, is, is actually uh, maintaining that healthy relationship right with your child yeah. uh, and then having those ground rules and saying, well, okay, you can't go and meet your friends, yeah. uh, even if it's late at night. And I think that, that's, the, that's where the, the blurring happens, sure. isn't it? So, yes, you know... Uh, um, you know, having it in your front room and it's protective, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's got to be a, a community thing, not an individual thing, individual family thing. Because yeah. the friends have got to be able to do that as well. The friends are going to come be able yeah. to come to your house, and it seems to be, um, as a as a I guess a society as a community, it's much easier to say, well, okay, if you're going out, that's fine. Or if you're going to town or whatever, yeah. or if you're going for a drive, that that's fine. But oh, you're going to somebody's house. It's become oh okay. You know, what's the family like? Yeah. There, you know, sure. what sort of rea reception you're going to get, etc. Yeah. It's that kind of like societal thing. Back to what you were saying, really, yeah. isn't it? A I sense of sense of community and sense of. Uh, right. I think Zafi, you've hit the nail on the head. It is about relationship you have with your children. Mm. Um, in all honesty, there's very few times I can recall where my discussion with my children is about do's and don'ts. Mm. When a relationship gets, I mean, just if you just think about a marriage. Mm. If a marriage is all about do's and don'ts, what's left of that relationship? Mm. If your relationship with your child is all about do's and don'ts, where's the richness of that relationship? Mm. It's almost you've got to treat every relationship like a land, a piece of land. If there's no moisture going into that land, if there's no sunlight, if there's no air, if they, it can't breathe. Mm. And land will then uh, organize itself in different ways and there'll be slides and there'll be cracks and there'll be, it'll be barren. You won't be able to plant any seeds in it. So the fundamental thing is actually that relationship you have with your children. Mm. Uh, like I said, I got to reiterate, very few times have I got at this juncture where there is a hard-lined approach by me to my sons to say, no, you cannot do that. Because it hasn't come to that because the relationship is much more enriching and much more encouraging and much more it's more empowered all of the positive terms of a relationship constitute my relationship with my children don't get me wrong they have we have had disagreements mm. but like i said i mentioned in, in my show 
normally when parents and children disagree there's a standoff there's a uh. breakdown in communication there's a boycott there's a look down upon there's a frown and these are all negative things for disagreement actually there should be engagement discussion and acceptance of difference mm. if we're not teaching our children these basic principles then when our children go out there and don't accept difference okay don't want to engage don't want to discuss then yeah. we only ourselves to blame and i i think that there is that cultural uh cultural um uh, i guess attitude right which is about uh condemning and which is about sort of uh um uh, in some ways negative and 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 putting one down and shouting and those type of things i think as, as a community are prevalent right and i think they do have a massive impact on, on, on yes of on course children. as they grow, can you imagine someone who's being humiliated at every juncture of their life when they're growing up mm. what kind of personality are you nurturing but thing i guess the thing is where do you start how do you start and then that kind of thing is not taught yeah uh, and it, i think it's, it's observed isn't it that's so it's right. observed that's from right. a generation downwards right that's right I, i think the start has to be like i say on my shows the start is always with the parents not with the children no, I'm, so, i'm talking about parents so how do you break yeah. that cycle so you're 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 learning from your parents and and your children yeah. learn from the parents etc and then the ways and attitudes of dealing with sure. difference and dealing with sort of uh 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 it, you know I, i guess moments of of difference yes uh it dealt with it in a uniform way in a way that that parents dealt with it etc yeah. etc i think i think many people would there's a there's a very famous saying and i heard it on inspire last last friday you know there's no book on parenting that you can pick up and read and get it right well mm. i disagree there is a book on parenting you can pick up and read it's called the quran mm. Okay, if you look at Ibrahim mm. when he was ready to put the knife to his son, there mm. must have been a, a, a very good amount of tarbiyah going mm. on between father and son. Mm. Mm. Yeah? And same with when you looked at Yusuf mm. and the, 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 if you look at the sibling rivalry and how mm. his father... But, you know, but I, I think the, unfortunately so, that level of knowledge and understanding right, is, is massively lacking and this is why I think... So we need, to, we need to bring back parenting in that context. Yeah, yeah. The advice Luqman, salam, or Luqman gave to his, his son, don't be arrogant, don't mm. walk on the ground arrogant, mm. don't raise your voices like a brain donkey. Mm. Uh, in all of these, don't attribute partners to Allah all of these things have to be brought back in the context of parenting so there is a blueprint there it's a very clear blueprint yeah yeah it's just that we unfortunately like we do with most things with the quran it's always left on the shelf without any context mm, sure. whereas the context of the quran is such a for me when i looked at parenting through quran it actually made me revisit some of the things i've done with my parents with my children mm. many people actually think no you take from your parents what they did to We know times have changed. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I mean, the, what, what I was going to say, just coming back into the conversation, you, you might have already discussed it, is that you know, you're actually going to parents and telling them, you know, you, you need to revisit parenting. I mean, that's... It's a massive area. It's an yeah. area that, that um, the cycle needs to be broken. I think you've got... Uh, I think you, you see some communities who are more successful than other communities, mm. and it's because culturally... Uh, from you know generations down they've dealt with their offsprings in a particular way yeah. right uh, and then you see other societies which are not so successful in terms and it's because they've dealt with their uh, kids in a particular way mm -hmm. and I think it's it's 
time for that cross fertilization. I think. Yeah. I, I think also it's very. Uh, so we are running out of time. So it's, yeah. it's, I'm, I'm going to literally ask you guys to to wrap up with with your last comments. Okay, brother Ali. Yeah, I think it's very important for us to start uh, engaging with uh, our children. Mm. It's important for ourselves to revisit ourselves yeah. as people. And a quick point on this this cultural thing. I don't think that cultural thing is there much because the next generation of parents that we have now, mm. they are the ones who are educated in this country mm. brought up in this country yeah. so i don't think that typical cultural taboos there it's just actually it, it's not that but it may have it may have transi- transitioned into subconsciously it is there you're, but, you're but what I'm saying, it might have transitioned into other problem areas so just mm. sitting for sitting them in front of the tv sitting them in front of the consoles ah, okay. sitting them in front of this and that and that's even more dangerous yeah. than you know what was happening in, in the 70s and 80s yes so the, so the point so there we've is gone from one extreme to the to other. other extreme so yes. there's, there's a, it's, it's transformed that's right and therefore we need to be aware of that right and we yeah. need to we need to address that and challenge that but we, we are running out of time so brother Ali Jazakallah for your yeah. last comment uh, brother Wakai yesterday you might as well give it a final comment inshallah ta'ala um, brothers, we have a circle on Monday. Yeah. Um, Delacomi at eight o'clock. All right. The topic is Habib versus Connor. Um, fight night fever. Yeah. So followed by the for, for, by the fight itself, is it? That's a Saturday, bro. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Saturday. <laughs> you should have had the circle on but, Saturday, Nachi man. No, but inshallah, come down, get in touch, right. contact us, support where, where, us. Where's the circle? Delacomi So you're gonna be predicting who's gonna be winning. Don't think so, bro. Uh, you know, don't think so. It'll be a different it. twist. It'll be you, a different twist. Come down and find out. All right. Why, why are the youngsters interested in boxing? <laughs> for heaven's sake. Not boxing, <laughs> this, is, this is big, Aki. This is big fight, bro. I'm not promoting that fight here. But Jazakallah, brother Wakar. Jazakallah, brother Ali. And uh, listeners, you are with me and uh, me, Hafi Shaban, and brother Zafar. Uh, and this is Friday Night Live. And mashallah, we've had uh, brother Wakar in the studio. Fantastic to have brother Wakar and brother Ali in the studio. And again, sharing their thoughts and, and, and some of their ideas with regards to parents with regards to our youth and how we reach out to our youth and subhanAllah sometimes I think we got to ask ourselves some honest questions and you know what we, we need to get rid of this you know, macho image that you know where we know what, what parenting is and we're the best parents for, for our kids and we need to see the reality and we need to see how times are changing and the challenges are changing and we need to grow up to those challenges inshallah ta'ala. we're going to be back in a couple of minutes when we come back and we discuss a yet another story for you don't go away this is Friday Night Live and I am Hafiz Shaban Assalamualaikum Celebrate the praises of thy Lord and pray for his forgiveness, for he is oft returning in grace and mercy. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to Friday Night Live with me, Hafi Shaban and Brother Zafar here in the studios of Inspire FM on the Friday the 28th of September uh, broadcasting live to Luton uh, and, sh- and our sister stations up and down the country Sheffield, Peterborough, Derby and Nottingham we are now at the last juncture of the programme last half an hour of the programme Alhamdulillah been a jam-packed show today this evening where we've been discussing uh, initially the Xinjiang region of China the northwest region of China and what's been going on there the internment of hundreds and thousands of Muslims in what has been likened to concentration camps of the Nazis in the 1940s so some serious uh, circumstances in terms of what's happening with the Muslims of Xinjiang region there uh, very very uh, disturbing news of what was being discussed earlier in the in the show and then we've been discussing with brother Waqar and brother Ali uh, for the last uh, last hour in the studio on the knife related in uh, you know a crime in in, in our community uh, and uh, some of the
the youth, youth initiatives that are going on uh, where people are reaching out to our youth inshallah to bring them away from trouble uh, bring them away from uh, the culture you know culture of crime in our communities onto uh, the dean and uh, onto something which is going to be a lot more trouble less uh, than uh, where, where they are at the moment and also with brother Ali discussing parenting we're going to move on to the last story of the show inshallah where we're going to be discussing uh, yet another report that has been recently uh, released by cage and uh, this report has made headlines uh, for uh, saying that it's uh, the, again uh, first, first it's prevent back in the headlines again uh, for a different reason and prevent is the government strategy that's been making headlines for a number of years now at the moment but the latest report by cage is separating families how prevent seeks the removal of children right so this is the new report by cage where it's citing uh, and, and arguing that the prevent strategy is seeking the removal of children and separating families and it gives a number of case studies that it discusses in the report and they're very harrowing actually stories uh, some of them I've read including Yusra's story the message was if you don't stop having a political opinion we will take your kids I mean that that, that is just out of order totally brothers of what, what, what do you make of this yeah uh, I'm not not completely familiar with the, the context of the stories but mm. uh, it, it does sound disturbing that, that people ought to be um, Kids taken or, away or, from family on the on the yeah. back of a political opinion, just yeah, or, or, or yeah, mm. that sort of action being taken on on the back of I mean, we, we we live in a kind of a free society as a, as it's mm. been said, and, and yeah. these kind of things if that they're happening in our midst, then it is worrying. Yeah. Okay. So let's find out if we are indeed living in a free society and, and what's happening to this free society that we're living in. We're joined by brother Anas Mustafa, digital manager for Cage. Salam alaikum, brother Anas. Welcome to you, uh, Friday Night Live and Jazakallah for joining us this evening. Yet another report by Cage, and, and this time we're, we're alleging that uh, that Prevent seeks to the removal of children as, and, under the, the title Separating Families. Tell us what has prompted this latest report by, by Cage. So thank you for having me uh, to begin with. Uh, this report is a, um, is a result of a number of years for us dealing with a number of clients of ours who have come to us and complained that they've been investigated by PREVENT and they've had care proceedings issued um, against them mm. in order to remove their children. Now, initially, when we first began hearing of this, perhaps about two and a half years ago, um, uh, we thought that it was alarming. We didn't know the scale of it, and so we began investigating this. Right. This result is a culmination of that research. Right. Um, it has a number of stories and case studies that we've published, Right. And what we're, what we're simply alleging here, and the claim that we're making, is that two years ago, we uh, exposed for the first time that the science of radicalization, or the, the principles that they determine who is extreme, who is not, is scientifically debunked. And 150 academics from across the world have signed a joint statement denouncing it. Mm. Now, what's happened now is that this particular framework, which is called the ERG 22+, plus, which basically means extremism, risk guidance, 22 factors, right. is now being used to assess mothers and fathers uh, and, 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 and children in, in family courts mm. in order to you know, make the determination whether these kids are being radicalized or not. No. And that's extremely worrying. And it's something that we want to, you know, 
start spark a conversation about right, right. people need to know about. So, so, so sounds very very alarming, right? I mean, if someone was was listening to this, uh, and, uh, and you know, I, I mean, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are, are, are listening to us right now, right? So, what mm-hmm. we're saying is that under this pre- and, and and prevent itself, not only is it a toxic policy, but you know, it's got no confidence of uh, you know and trust of any of the uh, you know majority of the Muslim communities out there, uh, and now we're saying that it's actually going even one step further and trying to see. And we've all, we've always known that they've they've tried to use that as a as a, you know as, as a means of actually you know threatening to the removal of the children from families but we're now actually seeing actual cases of this happening but I mean are, are we kind of scaremongering the community into saying that this is happening you know at a large scale or is, is, is that just some cases that would that you know you've come across over the last two years of study I mean this is one of the things that we're trying to investigate um, um, what we know from the public record is that the previous head of, of policing uh, and counter-terrorism policing at the Metro, Metropolitan Police, Mark Crowley, he's made an admission that 100 children have been safeguarded through the courts or been, and been removed from their families. So we know mm-hmm. from the public record that, that at least 100 children have been, have been taken away from their families. Now, you know, that's, that is something that's alarming. I don't, we, we're not, we're not, at any moment claiming that the scale is like you know like it's it's huge but mm. it's, but it's as a development we need to ensure that it, you know uh, we intervene at this point and make sure that you know it's exposed and uh, the public can scrutinize it mm. and so that we don't end up with a situation where this kind of policy or this kind of this kind of action is is, is let to go yeah i i mean i guess okay even even I, I don't know if your study actually covers this and it, it, it answers this question or not but even out of those 100 cases how many of those are you alleging or how many of that is are you scientifically backing in in, in your research to show the fact that you know 50% of those or 60% of those were without you know you know justification right so for example the case of yusra that you highlight right mm-hmm. uh, so that clearly i mean where, where, where is the mandate to take away someone's kid because they have got a they hold a, a separate a different political opinion than you do right and the message that if you don't stop having a political opinion we will we'll take your kids away i mean that that, that that's yeah. just so uh, essentially i mean this this goes back to the cts bill or cts act right now the counterterrorism security act in, in 2015 when that came out hmm. um one we were one of the first organizations we came out and said look if we are giving school teachers you know health professionals and the like if we're giving hmm. them the authority to kind of put, refer children to, uh, to to social services because of concerns about the ideas that they may have or the beliefs that they may have, mm. then this opens the door for securitizing, you know, childcare or, or safeguarding, and mm. that's what we and that's and that's what, what what we ended up seeing. We ended up seeing right now that that either referrals from schools or referrals from perhaps sometimes from from the police to social services, and then it triggers this whole process, and the family find themselves in a very you know overwhelming situation where they have to kind of you know prove their beliefs defend their their mm. family and, and and somehow maintain their sanity in the process mm. so that that's 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 what we're saying we're saying prevent is across the board accepted to be as a as a toxic policy now if mm. we're using it to to, to in, in in family situations mm. that's something that's extremely concerning and something we need you know as a muslim community especially yeah. that are most kind of affected by it yeah. we need to make a stand yeah. yeah you know let me let me make a comment right and, and i want to bring in my no. co-presenter who's with me in the studio too brother zafar and get his thoughts on this right but mm-hmm. uh brother anas earlier on in, in in my show i started off this evening by discussing china 
China, right? And yeah. the Amnesty report, which 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 was citing that China must end the systematic oppression against Muslims in Xinjiang, right? And mm-hmm. I was discussing with a, an academic from Newcastle University and with an mm-hmm. investigative journalist, Ben Dooley, you know, from Beijing, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. some of the policies that China are running out in these concentration camps, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I, I would, I'm alleging them the concentration camps. A lot of observers mm-hmm. are alleging that they're concentration camps, but the Chinese authorities, for them, it's a transformation through education program, right? So that's mm-hmm. what they're alleging. But what you're telling me and what the Chinese are doing out there s- seem to be very similar, right? There is, you know, evidence and allegations with regards to physical, you know, uh, you know, assault uh, you know, and, and abuse of, you know, these uh, detainees in the camps in the Chinese quarters, right? Uh, and there's no, you know, physical, uh, you know, uh, abuse here in, in the UK, at least at this stage, right? And there's no physical camps that we're seeing at the moment in the UK. But how far are we away from, you know, having physical, uh, you know, sim- something similar to what the Chinese are doing? Uh, or am I just you know blowing it out of all proportion here or am i just scaremongering a bit too much here no i think i think in the uk definitely i mean it's nowhere near the scale in china and and also here there is there is a large scope for people to challenge people to stand up and Mm. defend themselves and and in the cases that even that we've shown in our report Mm. the mothers uh, overwhelmingly in the cases that we've seen they've stood up for their rights and they've managed to keep their families together yeah the the experience is very traumatizing Mm. but you know in the end of the day the courts a lot of the times they have to agree with their parents that Yes, you may have a view that perhaps is disliked by the majority of people, but that's your democratic right. You may, mm. you may, for example, oppose British foreign policy. You may, for right. example, you know, have very socially conservative opinions. That's yeah. up to you. That's your personal freedom. I think right. these, these kind of things they we, we we still have them in the UK. But obviously, right. one of the things that one of the things that that tends to happen is that when a policy becomes normalised, yeah. obviously there is intense pressure on the judiciary to kind of follow the line, yes. and then. And then that's that's what we're trying to pre- to 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 use the word again to prevent here rather. Mm. Um, we're, we're trying to you know put this out to the public eye and and allow people to ask these questions. But I agree with you on one on one particular point, which is I mean it's alarming, isn't it? Because I mean you know we're still going uh, far away from those liberal values and 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 those you know freedoms that you you know we used to espouse and we used to discuss and mm. we used to talk so openly about. And you know a lot of people used yeah. to speak very proudly about in terms of Britain and, and yeah. what a Britain is in terms of a home and, and these and, and these these concepts uh, yeah. and where we are today i think i think uh, i i agree with your sentiment and i agree with the, uh, and i agree with the fact that you mentioned your, your first comment which was that you know in china you're having these kind of re-education camps and stuff like that in here one of the main critiques of preventing the uk mm. was was that number one that it kind of like tries to shape what is acceptable and not acceptable Muslim belief, yes. and that's problematic. I mean, no yeah. government policy should dictate to people how they believe or not. Governments generally they deal with crime; they don't deal with thoughts. We don't want to go enter into the space of thought right. policing. And yeah. I guess that's that's where the that's where the that's where maybe the the, the, the similar kind of uh, thing with what, what's happening in China. But obviously, the brothers in China they go through some some really hard times and uh, I mean it would be very yes. unjust to compare it to that yeah yeah no alhamdulillah I mean that, that that's good and in terms of the example cases that you cite in your report I mean so yeah. alhamdulillah the, you know the, the parents of course they go through this pain st- you know and, and you know no, par- no parent wants to be away from their children even for an hour ne- never mind a yeah. day a week or months right but you're, you're saying that there's a fairly robust recourse to you know the authorities and to systems to try to get those children back and, and in those cases they they have been able to do that but of course after you know suffering the trauma for those months of, of separation is is that the case 
I mean, um, uh, in order for the for local authority to remove the children, they have to go through the court system. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the families would tend to stay together. But obviously, what will we'll go right. through that, during that period mm-hmm. would be that they'll they'll have you know a, a child protection plan imposed on them, which means you know there's, there's the social right. services have to intervene instead of family at the time they want. Right. There's a lot of there's a lot of invasion of your privacy, right, right, invasion right. of your family life, and that's yes. that's very kind of difficult to deal with for for, right. for a lot of parents. Right. But yes. Um, I mean, there are there are some things that are that are slightly concerning. For example, the um, it's been allowed um, that for secret evidence, for example, to be used in family courts. So that's mm. something that we find obviously very troubling. Is that is that something recent? That's something that's been um, that, secret that, that, evidence uh, to you, be used yeah, in courts so and in family courts. Yeah, so secret evidence have been allowed now for for a while to be used in. in, in, in in family court proceedings and obviously that's extremely alarming i mean, it, it I, mean I thought, I thought, thought secret evidence was more for you know where, where it's a national interest right security interest right i, I can't that's say- what, yeah that's that's always the that's always the, the the kind of the excuse isn't it mm. i mean if we if we look at for example where prevent began where it began to kind of that's support right. groups in order to kind of you know uh, you know help kids get off the street and all of that kind of stuff it began yeah. there yeah. and then right now today we find you know anti-fracking activists who uh, end up becoming uh, you know, under uh, under the uh, the purview of prevent, and uh, you know that's that's the nature of laws and powers. Once the state has these powers yeah. and has these laws, which then they can just are, use them as yeah. they like. Mm. Yeah. All right. So uh, also, uh, brother Anas, I, I understand there's an event that's coming up to to launch this report. What, what what's happened so far, and what are you seeking to achieve from this report? So I mean. Um, yeah, we have a we have a, a number of launch events that we've had. Uh, right. We had one last week in Manchester. We're having one tomorrow in London, right. and then there'll be ones to follow in in, in Birmingham and also Sheffield, hopefully, inshallah. Okay. Um, uh, what we're trying to do, number one, is to inform our communities uh, 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 about these things that these things are happening. Uh, we also one of our main objectives is to get empower survivors. So let the people who have actually gone through this speak to people and you know tell them exactly how what 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 this experience felt like mm. and also one of the more important point for, for especially for policymakers, is actually reconsider their positions I mean these, these issues are serious issues and we're not hearing about them in the public space mm. uh, one of the things we're trying to do is introduce this debate yeah if you disagree with Cage if you don't agree with our assessment fine but let's debate this Mm. In an open and transparent manner, yeah. we don't want we don't want these kind of policies, be, you know, being done and taking place in the dark. Yeah, you, know, you, you don't you don't you don't want them tr- thrusted down the throats of the community, right? But I mean, are, are you finding you know any sincere debate? Are, are you finding you know any uh, a, a receptive ear to to some of your concerns that you're raising, your reports that you're you're you're, you're, you're publishing, and, and you know you're taking out to the authorities, to the academics, to uh, the policymakers? Yeah. Are, are you finding a receptive ear and is that an ongoing engagement I mean yeah definitely I mean amongst the Good. amongst the academic circles um, they appreciate our work I mean yeah. we, we, we're always in touch with a number of academics from across the country with different kind of fields who always you know use our work and cite it and especially this report we're engaging a number of them um, also when it comes to for example legal profession legal professionals um, you know, they inform us, and we again inform them, for, you know, to help their work and their advocacy kind of work. And again, um, you know, when it comes to you know policy making and stuff, you know, you have um, 
it's slightly more difficult sometimes to 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 get your message across to to the government and to the people in power. Yeah. But you know, when 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 uh, you know what what we're trying to do is, is, is trigger a debate, and I think mm. the more the more people talk about it, the more mm. the, the need for for for. for um, for people to come out and speak. Right. Okay. Fantastic. Very, very last final question, if I may. I, I, I actually thought Prevent was now dead. <laughs> Is Prevent not dead? Is it not a rest in peace? You know, toxic. You know, don't want to touch it. Don't want to trans. You know, don't want to. You know, another incarnation of it. Or are the government simply not letting it go and, and it's just taking a, another. You know, uh, another face. Yeah, as, as a policy, it's still there. It's it's mm. enshrined in law. So I mean, it, it, it prevent is there. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, across the board, I mean, it's probably one of the most despised policies, uh, uh, you know, today. Mm. Um, uh, and um, and yes, the government has acknowledged that, and that's why for a lot of you know funding for for you know for local initiatives and stuff, it's no longer done again under the name of prevent. They use all these different kind of colourful names for, but but for the same thing, and that's because they recognise that there is a kind of stigma attached to it, and rightly so because people feel targeted by it, they feel you know stigmatised by it, and they feel that it actually promotes Islamophobia rather than challenging the things that it seeks to undermine. Right, right. Fantastic. Uh, Brother Anas Mustafa, Digital Manager for Cage. Fantastic. Jazakallah for joining us this evening and giving us your time. Uh, and once again, Jazakallah Brother Anas. Okay, welcome. Okay, listeners, that was uh, Brother Anas uh, Mustafa from Cage, Digital Manager for Cage. And he was, of course, giving us uh, their perspective on uh, the latest Cage report separating families, how Prevent seeks the removal of children. Okay, some uh, some alarming stuff there, some stuff which is not much of a surprise. We already know that. Uh, but gen- but as a, as a general note, I think it's good for the community to be aware of what's happening. And, and, and the latest report is an interesting read i would definitely recommend you to uh, get yourself online and and read up okay and just make yourself more informative of what's going around you right so we are now coming uh, ever so closely towards the end of the show last few minutes and i wanted to reserve these last few minutes to have a, a bit of a banter and a bit of a conversation with brother zafar here in the studio and uh, but before that just to remind our listeners that you have been with me hafiz shaban this evening uh, friday evening on uh, friday night live and it's always great to hear from our listeners mashallah do get in touch do get involved with the discussion and debate it's always you know we could be discussing here for two hours and we can have a fantastic conversation with brother zafar and anyone else in the studio but if i don't hear from us you know our listeners i feel that there's uh, something missing when i when i leave these studios right so it's, it's always here it's great to get someone who picks up the phone and even you know if you want to just make a, a small comment you know we really appreciate it as presenters and, and a lot of people have mashallah whatsapp their their thoughts through this evening and i appreciate that to you too also right inshallah brothers after we got about five minutes inshallah and i want to get your thoughts on uh, both the last story which we were discussing right and this is this uh, report by prevent on separating families if you want to just maybe a couple of just a couple of thoughts on that maybe a thought or so yeah, and then maybe we'll go back on to the the china story too and, and have a, a discussion on that if you want well, I, I think um, what's going through your mind, uh, brother? The, the, the prevent, I guess, uh, mm. it's gone underground a little bit. It's uh, it's all under child protection uh, now. It's all about safeguarding. Mm. So uh, they're not they're not just using the, the word yeah, prevent, it, right? It, it's, it's but it's their legislation. It's, it's safeguarding now in schools. Uh, it comes under safeguarding, uh, and the schools have a statutory responsibility to report behaviour, which is. Uh, uh, and there are characteristics of these behaviors basically defined mm. in, in 
um, you know, in, in policies, etc. Uh, and I think I warned many years ago, to be honest, and I thought mm. this was like copying the Chinese. Mm. Uh, and China for many years, it's been, it's obviously, it's been a state policy to use instruments of state, uh, the schools, uh, the the, yeah. the yeah. party party sort of uh, uh, representatives, uh, mm. um, and, and, and for, for reporting back to the state effectively. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we see, we're, we're mm. seeing elements of that, and it is actually, disc- uh, it is concerning, the mm. fact that state needs to sort of Resort to these things, um, you know, in order to sort of, in order to function. We function many years, decades without that, and I think we have to sort of resort to these things. It's quite. Why is that then? Why, why is that? Because I mean, I asked the, the academic that I was discussing earlier from Newcastle University. I mean, is that almost a sign of chi- the China, you know, uh, losing with with the, with the Muslims of Xinjiang, for, for example, right? And and over, over here that you're resorting to this level of legislation, you know, schools. Well, to be, to be uh, honest, I think I I would say what's a bigger game here? Uh, well, I I would say right mm. that that uh, d- democracy is becoming expensive. Mm. Right, and uh, people have actually sort of um, realised that you can cut corners. Mm. Right, you can cut corners. You can reduce p- police numbers. You can reduce intelligence uh, personnel. Right, and then use the state instruments right to spy on people. And I think uh, this is ridiculous. So I was going to say political expediency, but it's not political expediency. It's a police state. What you're telling me? No, I'm not saying it's a police state. What I'm I saying mean, we're uh, going in that direction. Uh, then. It's going in that direction. I'm not saying it's it's, it's a police state. What I'm mm. saying is is that uh, it, it's it's a cost cutting right which is reducing people's freedoms freedoms of thought freedom of behavior mm. association etc mm. etc et and it's expediency which is driving it you know the police mm. numbers have reduced if you if you're if you look at the proportion of the police uh, you know yeah, presence the on the street yeah. versus mm. versus these laws these mm. intrusive laws you'll see there's a correlation there's yeah. a direct correlation the mm. correlation is uh, you know people are um, people are monitored and and mm. it's easier to monitor mm. you know uh, in, in many years you know you, you had yeah, how many traffic wards did you see out on the streets? Now it's all cameras and mm, it's all yeah, done yeah, that I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm So I'm saying, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the te- technology is being used and, and mm. people's freedoms, I guess, have been reduced in some way. So right. I think there's, there is there is a danger. I think, mm. uh, reiterate what, what the brother from, from Cade said, uh, Chinese are at a different level. Let's go to China then. Let's go to China. Uh, of course, Chinese are at a different level. Mm. I mean, I, I, you, I'm sure you, you know, you, 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 you read widely anyway, but... If uh, we've been hearing about this for the last so many years, this is happens not, many this, times. You know, they stop new. people from fasting, right? They, they stop, no, absolutely. Stop Muslims from, from fasting, right? Because mm. you know they won't allow them to sit their exams. Uh, this, that, any other. Mm. Uh, Have know, you seen the pictures coming out of Xinjiang? Uh, I've seen some of the, the pictures. No, and not, the concentration camp. Yeah, I mean, big, big, uh, big camps are, are uh, huge camps, are, right? Are and, and exactly, you know, like the the days of the concentration camps. Well, well what's the difference? Yeah, uh, I, I guess the difference is I guess these people are they didn't look uh, yeah. as malnourished as people in the concentration camp. Mm. It's a bit extreme, mm. but they are they are in the truest sense of 1984. I know mm. a lot of people have forgotten 1984, the mm. the actually novel, mm. uh, and it predicted a police state effectively, right, controlling mm. every every thought, uh, and and Big Brother term effectively mm. came from that 1984. Mm. These days, it's got different connotations. Yeah, uh, but you're seeing brutality. You're seeing the same brainwashing techniques which are being used to to pe- for people to think 
think in a particular way. Right, last quick question for you. Nicholas uh, Bequillin, Amnesty International's East Asia director, said the Chinese government must not be allowed to continue this vicious campaign against ethnic minorities in northwest China. But you know, who's going to stop them from well, not, you, know, we, you know, what really, really mm. upsets me is the fact that Chinese are creating all these roads, these belt and yeah, road yeah, initiative yeah, to connect to the rest of the world, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and what and they want to go and meet up, right, with yeah. Saudi Arabia and mm. Pakistan mm. and Bangladesh exactly. and all the countries. Yeah. What? Why? Why would people want to meet them, right? If they're if they're treating their own citizens like that, yeah, you know, uh, and why? I, why? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just mm. like a it's like a tentacle of an octopus, to be honest, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, you know. So no, especially, I mean, especially when they're doing so much business with Muslim countries and yeah, persecuting saying. Muslims. I mean, for God's sake, well, look, 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 where's the, the, the conscience of all those Muslim leaders, saying. right? But brother Zafar, as always, mm. mashallah, fantastic, great discussing with you and sharing some thoughts with you, inshallah. Until next week, inshallah, brother Zafar looks like we're going to be signing out inshallah because we've come towards the end of the show and listeners this was me uh hafi shaban and brother zafar with you keeping you uh, uh keeping you entertained and keeping you engaged inshallah intellectually engaged uh on friday night live until until next week inshallah when we come back with another program i think it's going to be brother zafar in the hot seat next week inshallah uh, until next week inshallah really? yeah yeah hopefully you need to get ready bro i might not be here next week inshallah until next week inshallah do uh, do tune in inshallah Inshallah, do feedback your thoughts and your questions and, and uh, your feedback on, on the show. Inshallah, as always, inshallah, until next week. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh from me and Brother Zafar. And take care, inshallah. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.org.